Um, there's two Bible readings today. Um, the first one from Genesis and the second one from Re- Revelations. So the first one is Genesis 1, verses 26 to chapter 2, verses 3. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that are moving along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that all he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. The second reading is from Revelations 22, verses 1 to 7. Then the angel showed the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of a sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his son to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you so much for your word. And we ask now that you uh, would teach us and uh, give us a big view uh, of you and what it is you are doing in this world of yours, and the the significance uh, for us as your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, when I was young, uh, I wanted to be an architect. From the age of 10, 
I was going to be an architect. Uh, in year 10, I was an architect for a week in the city doing work experience. I got to be an architect. In year 11, I was no longer an architect. Uh, I became a town planner uh, for a week. Uh, year 11, work experience uh, in, the, in the city of Hornsby. Uh, at uni, uh, I spent four, four years learning to, to colour in trees uh, and became a landscape architect. Uh, which to some is just another term for a, a glorified gardener. I'm no gardener though. So you could say that I went uh, from the city to the garden. Now in God's story uh, that we're looking at this morning, uh, in his real life story uh, of the whole world, uh, we go from the garden to the city. The Bible is one big story. Uh, that goes from the garden to the city. It starts in the Garden of Eden uh, with Adam and Eve. And flowing uh, from Eden uh, is a river uh, watering the garden. Uh, it is full of all sorts of living creatures and, and trees. That is the garden, not the river. The river is full of some living creatures, the fish. And in the middle of the garden are two trees, uh, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord God, he is present in the garden. He's there with, with the people. Uh, he's breathed life into his people. Uh, and God is present with them. Uh, it is said that he, it's as if he's walking there in the garden uh, in the cool of the day. Uh, and he speaks with them. But they didn't last long, did it? Uh, because they did not listen to him, uh, because they weren't obedient to his word, curse, curse entered the garden. Curse came upon them and the land. Curse entered the world because of their sin. And they're removed from the garden and they no longer have access to the tree of life. But then we turn uh, to the last uh, two chapters of the Bible. We come to the very end, Revelation 21 and 22. And that ends uh, with, with this vision of a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, the holy city, uh, Zion, the new Jerusalem. And flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, there is a river. And it's flowing down, down the middle of the great street of the city. And it is the river of the water of life. And on each side of this river, there is the tree of life. And it is bearing fruit. And there is no curse in the city. Instead, there are the, the servants, the servants of God, and they are blessed. They've been washed clean uh, by the blood of the Lamb, and they can go through the gates into the city, and they have the right to the tree of life. From the garden to the city. Uh, that is the, the message of the Bible. 
Uh, that is what happens. And it is a good news story uh, from where it ends up. Although there is a lot of uh, pain and heart- heartache, uh, disappointment uh, in, in between. The end, though, the end is glorious. The end is, is victorious. In many ways, like the message of the Bible, it is that simple. Uh, that, that is what we have. Now, I know at times it can be hard to read, and we've just touched on, what, the first chapter or two and the last chapter and two. Uh, there's a lot that happens in between, and it can be hard to, to fit it all together. Uh, but they are the bookends, the garden and the city. And the more I read the Bible, the more uh, I'm uh, convinced and I see just how wonderful uh, it is. How it, how it does all fit together as one, one story. Even though it's been written over, over more than 1500 years by maybe about 40 authors, uh, God is the ultimate author and it is one story that holds together beautifully. So this morning I want to show you just, just one recurring theme as we go from the garden to the city. Uh, and it really is a way to sum up the whole message of the Bible. And I think it's a tremendously helpful uh, truth for us, uh, telling us about uh, God's relationship to us uh, and our relationship uh, with him. Uh, it's a truth that speaks of purpose uh, and hope. And, and it helps us again uh, to understand what is this thing that we call the church, uh, that we've been looking at the last two weeks, uh, and we'll continue uh, the next few weeks as well. So um, strap yourselves in because we are going to look at the whole Bible. So I'm glad lots of you have it open, which is good. Um, have your Bibles there, a physical Bible or on an app, that will be helpful. So we first start to see this theme uh, in Genesis. So the first book of the Bible, uh, we get a glimpse of it in the garden. Uh, but then we see it uh, with, with Abraham. So God chooses Abraham, Abram, uh, and promises to him that all the world is going to be blessed through him. How are you feeling if you're Abram? Right, that's God's promise to Abram. So curse has come into the world, into the garden, but... God is going to act, and through Abraham, blessing is going to come to all the world. So Abraham is, is 99 years old, and he remains childless. So you might be starting to wonder, how is this going to happen? But God has promised to him, I think it was when he was 75, that he will have a son. He and Sarah will have a son. So Genesis 17, um, turn that up. We're going to read... Uh, the first few verses of this chapter. Genesis chapter 17. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham fell face down and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. 
your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you and I will be their God. He will be their God and they will be his people. From Genesis, we turn to Exodus. Exodus, when we we see here, his people have now grown in number. Abraham did have a son, Isaac. Isaac had Jacob and Jacob had 12 sons. Uh, Jacob's name was changed to Israel uh, and they have grown uh, significantly in number. They're in Egypt, they're slaves in Egypt. But God is good, God remembers his covenant with his people, with Abraham. He's not forgotten his people, he sees his people. Pharaoh might be ruthless, But God, God is ruthful. He is full of compassion. So we see this in Exodus chapter 6. Now we're looking at Moses, not Abraham. The Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself fully known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan where they resided as foreigners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites whom the Egyptians are enslaving and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. And I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. He is Yahweh, the Lord their God. And they are his people. In Leviticus. Don't worry, we're not going to go through all 66 books. In Leviticus. Uh, amongst all the laws and instructions about sacrifice uh, is this, uh, Leviticus chapter 26. Leviticus 26 verse 11. I will put my dwelling place among you 
and I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God. Right? He is the Lord their God. They are his people. All the, the instructions, the sacrifices, that so that, that they can relate to him as God, even though they are sinful, uh, he is holy and he, he wants them to be holy as his people. And he makes a way for that to be. All right, we're going to jump all the way to the prophets. So to Ezekiel. Ezekiel, uh, he was amongst those that King Nebuchadnezzar uh, took captive in Babylon. We looked at that last week. So back in 597 BC. So God's people uh, are no longer in the land. So God was good. He brought them into the promised land. Uh, but they didn't worship him. They worshiped other gods. Uh, so they lose Jerusalem. Jerusalem, the city uh, where God dwelt with his people, uh, they lose that. They lose the city. They're taken from there. So after five years in exile... In Babylon, uh, God calls Ezekiel. Uh, Ezekiel was to go to God's people, uh, to those in Babylon and to those back in Judea, uh, and speak uh, God's word to them. And Ezekiel, uh, he is he's one interesting prophet. So we, we read this passage last week, so I'm just going to read a little bit of it this week. So chapter 36 Verse 24, Uh, I will take you out of the nations, I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. And in chapter 37, it says this. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Now, if you, if you hadn't picked it up, uh, that is the phrase. That is the theme uh, that we see uh, through all the scriptures, from the garden to the city. This theme that, that he is God and they are his people. So for those into fashion and textiles, haberdashery, isn't that a great word? No, no like haberdashery. Um, this is the thread, right? This is the thread that is right throughout uh, the Bible. He is God. He will be their God. They will be His people. Uh, for those into into music, uh, this is the the melodic line, which is consistent throughout all the scriptures. Is that a thing? Melodic line. I don't know, you know, you know me, me music. All right, uh, it's there in, in Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah, so in chapter 7, uh, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. 
Go ahead, add your burnt offerings to your other sacrifices and eat the meat yourselves. For when I brought your ancestors out of Egypt and spoke to them, I did not just give them commands about burnt offerings and sacrifices, but I gave them this command. Obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Walk in obedience to all I command you that it may go well with you. One more in Jeremiah. Uh, this passage, I reckon, will be familiar to a lot of you. Uh, this promise in uh, Jeremiah 31. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. This is the plan of God, uh, to have a people who will be his. He is God and they will be his people. God is gathering together a people for himself who are going to be his, belong to him and be special uh, to him. Now, all along the way, Israel haven't had a good track record. (laughs) This obedience bit, worshipping God alone, they've really struggled with that. But then, enter Christ. Enter Christ. Now, I'm not a fan of the word game changer. Probably thanks to reality TV and every second show, they're being a game changer. Uh, But if there ever was a game changer, I reckon this is it. Enter Christ. Uh, John 1.14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Now, just that, that you might be familiar with that, but that is mind-blowing. The word, the word that was there from the beginning, the word who was with God, who was God, he became flesh. He made his dwelling among us. He who was there at creation. He who spoke and the world came to be. He became flesh. And he made his dwelling among us. God himself. In the flesh. With his people. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son. Who came from the father full of grace and truth. Enter Christ to bring blessing to the nations. Uh, Enter Christ to to remove the curse, to remove the curse that came upon the land, the people. He would take it upon himself and enter Christ to bring about the new covenant. I love these words uh, from uh, the, the Apostle Paul. Uh, We read in, in Galatians, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hung on a pole or a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing giving to Abraham, the blessing giving to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith, 
we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Christ is the curse. Blessing comes to us. What about these words from the Apostle Paul, but from Ephesians? Remember at that time, you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. Right, that, that was us, Gentiles, not Jewish, not Israel. We, we, we were separate, we were excluded. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. Are we? We had to be part of God's people, his special people, through Christ. Uh, these words from, from the Apostle Peter. He says, but you, you are a chosen people. Right? What had been said to God's people, the Jews, the Israelites, is now said uh, to, to us, to people from all nations, that you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you, we, are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Now we have received mercy. God's people are those who have been chosen uh, and have put their faith in Christ Jesus. God's people are those uh, who have been forgiven uh, by the blood of Jesus. Uh, God's people are those who, who declare the praises of him, uh, who, who have brought us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. We, we are his people. He is our God. We are his people. Uh, so I would love everyone uh, who, who is here uh, to love being his people. He is our God uh, we are his people all through Christ and only through Christ. So we then come to the high point, uh, the climax of it all. Uh, so if we had a, a full orchestra, uh, this would be the crescendo. Uh, if you were, if you're getting married, uh, you've done all the, all the planning, all the preparing, you've spent all your money, you now come to the day, the wedding, your marriage. Right? This is the day for God. This is what it's all been, been building up to. Uh, we come to the city. Uh, come to the vision. So turn, turn with me to Revelation 21, uh, the vision that the Apostle John uh, has. Revelation 21, verses 1 to 3. This is what he sees. This is what he records for us. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. 
And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Now this picture, it it is marvellous. It is a a splendid picture uh, of the glory uh, that is uh, to come. God's dwelling place uh, now uh, with his people, among his people, like never before, he will dwell with his people. They are his people. He is God. And this is a, it's a rich picture, a vision, uh, with, with a different imagery, uh, all coming together uh, to convey the beauty of God with his people. A new heaven and new earth. The holy city. The new Jerusalem. A bride beautifully dressed for her husband. The throne of God. And his declaration, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them as their God. This is heaven. Uh, This is where uh, it is all headed uh, for those who are trusting in Jesus. What was lost in the garden? Uh, What was foreshadowed uh, with the tabernacle and with the temple? Uh, What the prophets promised? Uh, What was made possible by Christ uh, coming in the flesh, in the world? Uh, What is... Ours now by the the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is here made complete. Here it is fully realized uh, like never before. God there with his people. And it it is glorious. It is the, the culmination of all of God's plans and purposes. It all comes to this point. Hey, thanks, Adam. <laughs> now, all the imagery which is here, I don't get how it all works. I don't know about you, as you hear it, as you read it, whether you get it. Like, how is the city also the bride? Because that's pretty much what it is said there. So I, I find it hard to get my head around it. I struggle to fully understand it, but I think that's okay. It's different imagery, it's painting a picture, and it's so much greater and beyond anything that we know that 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 is part of it. It's just trying to convey a picture. I tried a little to to work it out. Um, It it did my head in for a while. It spoke about the city which is coming down dressed as a bride. That's... The city is God's dwelling place. Right? God would dwell in the city with his people. So that, that place was Jerusalem. That was the place where he dwelt uh, with his people. Uh, but now it's, it's the holy city. But the city, it's not just a place. It's, it's a bride. Uh, or the city is prepared as a bride. 
beautifully dressed for her husband, for Christ. And that is a picture of of the church, uh, that we are that bride uh, to come into fellowship with Christ like we've never done before. Um, Yet it's a city. That's where God dwells, with his people. Now, how can we possibly do this? Well, it's only because we are now presented perfectly holy without sin. And that has nothing really to do with ourselves, but all to do with Christ. Christ is the only way that anyone can be part of this and can dwell with God. All right? So many people think it's by being good. It's not. It's only through Christ. Because Christ has taken the curse for us. Sin entered the world. Curse came. Death to all. But then enter Christ. And Christ takes all of that upon himself. And so as we put our faith in Christ, we are able to to be in God's presence. And here is a picture of it in all its glory and and magnificence. Uh, Revelation 22, there it speaks of the tree of life. And we can access that now all because of Christ. Revelation 22 Verse 3, no longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. I hope this this gives you just a glimpse of how glorious this will be. This is the glory of the church in all its fullness. This is the most intimate communion with God. God dwelling with his people like it is face to face. This is our hope. Uh, We often speak about hope. Our words for our church withstand hope and speak about light and hope. Uh, This is our, our hope. This is not a mirage. This is not just something in the, in the way distance which isn't really there. Right? No, this, this is real. And God has revealed it to us. He's revealed His truth and what we need to know. Now we mightn't understand it all and what heaven, what it's going to be like, but God gives us what we need. The magnitude, the beauty of it. I hope this morning you've just got a maybe a glimpse of what it will be like. So what should our response be? What should your response be? Well, how about our mind? Know this, that those who are saved by Christ, we now belong to Christ. We are His, which means we are not our own. Um, I'm not my own. Uh, Jesus calls us to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, to follow him. It's a, a death to self. Uh, we have been bought by the blood of Jesus, which means we now belong to God. 
We are His. Bought with the precious blood of Christ. We belong to Him. May we know this, that we are His. What about our heart? Well, for those who are saved by Christ, may we delight in Christ. Uh, may you may you delight in God who delights in you. Delight in Him. He delights in you. We are His people. How special is that? God loves you. We are His people all because of Christ. So may that fill us. May that fill you with joy. Fill your heart with thanksgiving and, and wonder. What about our hands? what we might do as a result. Or for those belonging to God, He wants your obedience. He wants your obedience. He wants us to love Him and His ways. That might mean you need to come to Him in uh, confession and repentance. Uh, I know I do uh, regularly need to do that. Uh, secondly, uh, loving your church. I uh, love coming to church uh, and meeting with his people. Uh, when, when we understand that we are his and how special it is to, to belong to his people, uh, we, we will love to come and meet with one another. Uh, Adam spoke at the start how we are, we are God's family together. Uh, so may we love Christ and love uh, one another. What we do here together on, on a Sunday, whenever we gather, is just a very small expression of that, that heavenly reality and who we are. A few other things that you can do. Maybe tonight, read all of Revelation 21 and 22. Read, have a read of it, it's good. Uh, you might like to share one thing that God's word has struck struck you today share it with someone else as a way to encourage them Uh, and you you might like to help someone else to understand uh, god's big plan from the garden to the city Uh, help them to see this glorious story uh, made possible by christ uh, and how how they can be part of god's people too uh, through christ Maybe you can be the one who helps them to understand that. And if you're here and you know, or you're not sure, are you part of God's people? Well, would you like to be part of God's people? Uh, would you like that assurance that you, you can be part of God's people all through Christ? Uh, if you, if you want to find out more, maybe you've got a question. Then, uh, let me know, like straight after the service, uh, let me know, uh, or use your contact card and you can write it down there. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, how, how wonderful it is that we can be part of your people, uh, your treasured possession. Uh, not one of us deserve it, so we thank you for your mercy, your grace upon us. Father, help us to delight in you. Help us to see how special it is to have you as our God, 
and to be part of your people. Father, may we treasure that and help us to love you and your ways. Help us to be obedient. I thank you that you are with us. You, You dwell in us by your Holy Spirit. And Father, we ask that you would keep shaping us as your people and we would have our eyes fixed on Jesus and the the glorious hope to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.